French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Oh, no. To welcome to episode two, episode one of June in the Park. <laughs> yeah, episode one of June in the Park. Uh, this is your Korean cinema podcast. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I have no idea what our, our our normal numbers are, but I wonder uh, if they'll be impacted by our foreign film. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? We're gonna be very popular in South Korea all of a sudden. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If never, we... You never know. <laughs> Too bad this doesn't come with Korean subtitles. Let's listen to these two white guys it's trying gonna to talk be, about the films we make. Uh, we're going to be the most Google-translated <laughs> uh, small podcast from Biscataquis County. Yes. In the world. Uh, that'll be interesting. I, I, we should look into that. Because Dan watches way more movies than I do. Uh, although, I think we both hit milestones this week. Did you hit 250 this week or last week? Uh, I hit it before the end of June, so yeah, last week. We're still in I June. hit it like oh, I hit it like on I hit it like on May 31st. Yeah. I hit 250. Um last night was See, mine gets screwed up by multiple viewings of Hamilton. <laughs> um I do like to track how many times I've seen it, but I don't like that it 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 messes with your count because <laughs> it still counts as a movie viewing, but it's not Long story short, last night was number 100, my 100th movie viewing of the year, but it was only my 98th movie, because mm-hmm. we've watched Hamilton three times this year. Uh, so, because I had it set up to uh, have movie 100 as before we started, actually it's still up, uh, I bought a bunch of movies on Voodoo over the past week. Um I bought Minari yesterday because I thought that would be a really good number 100 mm-hmm. because that's the best. It's, it's, it's technically not a Korean film, though. No. It's about Koreans in America directed by a Chinese man. Yeah. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't count but, it for but starring at least one Korean American. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking the rest of the cast. The is. rest of the cast is they're all, they're all speaking Korean mostly throughout. Yeah. Uh, the only ones that, I think the only ones that speak English are the kids. Yeah. Uh, because the kids are being raised um, in America. Uh, but then when I was like, shit, fucking Hamilton, I said, because I, I said to Robin, because that's because she really wanted to watch Minari. Um, and I said, we can watch this tonight, and it'll be number 100 for me. And then when I realized that, that it was only going to be 98 or whatever, I said, fuck it, we can watch whatever we, whatever we want. So we watched Shazam, because <laughs> Tilly picked it. That movie gets worse every time I watch it. Oh. There are some movies that are a joy every time. Yeah. We we rewatched Moana last week. That is still awesome. Mm-hmm. I drop, I think the last two times I've seen Shazam, I've dropped it a half star. <laughs> and I specifically did last night because my previous rating on it, my original rating was a four. And then yeah. my last one, I knocked it down to a three and a half. I just watched Snowpiercer yesterday, which I also gave a three and a half. There's no way I can watch those two movies back to back and give them the same score because <laughs> they are not close. Uh, that movie kind of sucks. Yeah, it's it's like it. 
it sets itself apart from the other DC films because there's an actual sense of humor to it. Yeah. And it, it does have some charm. But but the difference between yeah. there Billy... are still severe holes in that movie oh. all over the place. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to kind of live with those. I'm even sort of willing, considering the types of movies that you and I have been watching, I'm even willing to forgive the drastic tone shifts uh-huh. between Goofy and then all of a sudden people are getting their fucking heads bitten off and thrown out windows. Yeah. Because every South Korean movie is like that. It, they are they are the, the and, and Bong is the king of the just sharp tone shifts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually okay with that. I understand that it's jarring. Um but like the Billy Batson is a fourteen year old being the kind of cranky, yeah. whatever angsty bullshit, angsty teen, and then you get the grown up, the adult Zachary Levi acting like a fucking six year old. Mm-hmm. It is so that's what I can't take. Yeah, I cannot stand that about that movie. It drives me crazy. Um, and the. It's it's very similar to uh, you know all we see of of uh, Ryan Reynolds Hal Jordan in Green Lantern is him being just a total asshole, mm-hmm. but yet he's the most worthy person on the planet to yeah. get the ring because yeah, he's brave. And all we've seen, uh, all we see of Billy Batson is he that he's a little shit. Yeah, and he's the most worthy. Mm-hmm. Forty years he looked. Or 30, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, and, and Billy Batson <laughs> is what he ended up with? Like, yeah. fuck, dude. You're, this is John same, Hunsu needs to try harder. This is the same universe where a young Bruce Wayne existed. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in Gotham. Not, how does that work, by the way? I don't know. Is Phil, Philadelphia exists, but... All, all of the major U.S. cities still exist in the DCU. They're just kind of... Dis- hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things where see I think they in exist, some but they don't. I think in some things though what did I watch where like you saw a map at some point and basically central city is St. Louis yeah. and star city is Los Angeles mm-hmm. and uh no coast city is coast city sorry star city star is more S- Philadelphia actually I think um Gotham would be Chicagoy and mm-hmm. then uh Met- metropolis, metropolis was New York yeah um, which I actually like that geography. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there. Yeah. I don't know how, oh, just that, uh, that Shazam specific, specifically takes place in Philadelphia. Um, and also the, the kind of overboard, the bullies, for example, are overboard. They literally hit the disabled kid with their truck yeah. and then proceed to kick him in the stomach in front of a crowd yeah, of, and like, People aren't getting arrested. No. Like, <laughs> it's like, this and, was close to a, this was a hate crime. Yes. Witnessed by many people. And, I mean, I, I would even call attempted manslaughter. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, you did hit them with a car. You, you hit the fucking kid with his truck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, it's, the kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, Again, as far as superhero films go, it's. It's inconsequential for the most part. Yeah, agreed. It's one of those that will not be like. It was funny. They actually talked this week. They're like, "Oh, the new suit, the new Shazam suit was revealed," and I looked at it and I'm like, "Is that different?" <laughs> and then I, I looked at the side by side. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's quite different." Yeah. But the fact that I was like, 
Is I, it? I don't really remember what it looks like. Yeah. That's an, that's another thing I don't like is that he looks so uh, he looks like he's doing cosplay because he's yeah. got he's so puffy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of silly, but it's it's better than uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if, if you want a buff guy, you're gonna get Ma Dong Kyung or whatever the hell his name is. Just Don Lee. Don Lee. Go with that because that's yeah. what he goes by. I don't know. I, I'm making a hard effort to try know, to learn actual names because. This and it was funny because I pointed out to you yesterday, like, we're calling the month June in the park because of Bong Joon-ho and right. John Park. But there, out of the, like, seven seven or eight films I've watched, only one did not have someone with the name June or Park. Well, it. Park is the most, probably the most common last name in Korea. Yeah. Uh, so, it, well, it also, it, it confuses things because... They say their last names first. Yeah, like they say, we like, grew Park up, Chan Wu. Right. Yeah. We grew up with Chan Ho Park. Mm-hmm. He would say the pitcher for the Rangers and yeah. Dodgers and others. Yeah. Uh, as you know, and, and saying the name America, not an American. They also do that. They also do mm-hmm. Americanized names. That's a different story. Uh, but when said for an American audience, they typically will do that. Although Bong Joon Ho has always been referred to. To me, mm-hmm. as Bong Joon Ho, which is yeah, last never, name first. I've never heard of him as Joon Ho Bong. It's that, I can't I, even do it. I can't either. I'm like, I'm now confused as to the operation of his name. Here. I have a hard time. I'm going to try. I have a hard time doing Kang Ho Song. Yeah, I just did it. Yeah. Song Kang Ho, who is in every fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is all. That's going to be the best part about this month is it's going to get fucking Twilight actors out of my top ten. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna, because you watch, gonna... you watch four fucking Twilight films. Oh yeah, I, you're... I have, and then like, of course, all of them have been in at least one other movie I've seen. Right. See, so almost, the, almost uh... all of the Twilight main actors are in my top ten. Right. It's all Kevin Smith films and Twilight films. And that's like, this the is, Ruffalo yeah, effect. Like, this is, is not representative of the films I watch. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo will always be near the top of mine because he's, of course, in the Marvel movies, which I. Even in a down year, I'll watch three or four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even in a year in which they didn't put any out. Right. And then... <laughs> Sam Jackson uh, was still my top actor. Yeah. And then uh, I I will typically watch Spotlight every year. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it this year, but I will. Yeah. Uh, and then he's... A lot of the movies, non-Marvel movies that he does, I'm interested in. So he will always be near the top. So will Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, That's it. Next year, I'm only watching 70s and 80s films. That way, I absolutely cannot <laughs> right. get either of them in the right. top. Um, but if you, uh, I think I've watched 22 or three Korean movies so far this year. So between that and my regular watching, my top whatever is all Koreans, Mark Ruffalo, and Tilda Swinton, nice. who have some crossover. Tilda Swinton's in the top of mine too. Because uh, she's in two Bong movies, and then uh, also Chris Evans shot up another one yesterday because I watched Snowpiercer. But anyway, um, and then my top—I think three of my top five directors are all nice. Not mine yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I know we started with uh, how bad Shazam is on the third or fourth. Well. We could probably start with some of the common ones we've watched, if we've watched any common. I mean, we've both, we both discussed A Taxi Driver already. Yes. So we don't really need to get into that. 
me um, get to my diet. Just thing. coincidentally, last, not this past week, but the week before uh, the at the drive in with Joe, the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs, he did Train to Busan. Yeah, and he's absolutely in love with that film so much that he really like the whole thing with Joe Bob is to listen to him spout weird ass random facts about shit in between. Right. He didn't do a lot of that. He's just like this movie's awesome. Let's go back to the film. <laughs> um, what really amazed me though is I I, I learned this. The budget on Train to Busan was $8 million. Mm. For comparison, World War Z, which came out at just about the same time, was $170 million. And you can't tell me that looks better than Train to Busan does. And both have scenes with mass amounts of, like, swarming zombies. Right. I mean, especially like the train, the train station scene when they're swarming and like forming that like where they're all crawling each other after the one is holding on to the escape train. Well, I mean, one one big difference um, that you could point to and take actor salaries out of it, yeah. uh, obviously. Yeah, because it's weird because um, you can't say like, well, there are bigger stars in World War Z because yeah, in our country, yes, but overall, what they would make per yeah is much lower. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because um, it's like, you know... Uh, but there are, there are big Korean stars in Train to Busan. Yeah, Ma Dong, Hang Hong... Don Lee. Don Lee, yeah. <laughs> he's in everything. Yeah. Oh, he, yes. He's... I, I, that's... And it's one of the things I'm actually doing is I'm like, I'm watching a lot of the shit that he is in. Yeah. Because he everything he's in is good so far. So I try to... as well keep going. Yeah, I... It's, it's hard to do, but... Uh, he's the rock, kind of. Um, I try to kind of give him an, a, a Hollywood analog to, to mm. in my own head. Um, it's not, cause in a lot of, it, what, what's odd is that a lot of times you'll see people who have been, had huge leading roles yeah. in movies and not just, you know, chronologically, they've gotten more leading roles, but a leading role in a movie in say 2013 and then the very next year, you see them in something else, and they're like, dude number three or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Song Kang-ho is in uh, Lady Vengeance as, like, yeah. Hitman number two or something. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it, he had been a leading person yeah. before. What year was that? Uh, that doesn't matter. I, I think Old Boy was 2006. I think that's the only one I can put a date on. It doesn't matter, but the, the point is, uh, it's hard to make those one to ones with yeah. uh, certain people because because you'll get them in different roles. I mean, it's, it's kind of roles. like a Clooney thing, yeah, where he'll be a big deal in one film and then kind of take a lesser star starring role in another. Uh, two thousand three. I was off by three fucking years, so maybe Lady Vengeance was two thousand six, five. Okay, so that makes a well. I mean, uh, uh, JSA was two thousand, right? So I mean, he would have been in a leading role at that point, and then, uh, although it, it feels kind of like the the vengeance ones, those are the types of things. Uh, oh, you're gonna make another vengeance? I I'll, I'll do anything in it. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm gonna be in your movie either way. Put me in, like you know, you know like uh, uh, Greg Grunfeld or whatever his name is that's always in the JSA was two thousand. Yes. Uh, what did, well, the, I think the only one that we watched in common, 
Because if we go back from basically from Army, did we ever talk about Army of the Dead since you watched it? I don't think I that don't we, think did. we did because I, I think you watched it like yeah. that next day. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I get that he's laying seeds for future films. Yeah, but, but don't show me a fucking robot zombie for one fucking scene and then just move <laughs> on. Because I'm just like, it's just one of those things you're like, did that zombie just have blue fucking eyes and a robot a Terminator face? chin? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. And the the pitch meeting got it perfect. Yes. It's like, well, we need to bring a safe cracker. Why? Why? It's his safe. It, unless he unless he set some and it's like the one scene that really bugged me and I get why it was there for humor and it like this, but they're like oh there's pressure floor traps here yeah let's lure a zombie out there are literally dead bodies to the left of you if it does right. if it doesn't have to be something that has to be stepped on and then picked up yeah fucking throw that dead body on there that dude's a giant dude yeah he can he, he can throw that torso onto that. You know, make it out that you're playing fucking cornhole or some yep. shit. You know, have a little competition, and that problem is solved within two seconds. Instead of, I'm going to go upstairs and microwave a hand because it's the warmth, not the blood. Yeah. No, because otherwise they'd be eating each other because they're in fucking Vegas and it's 120. Right. <laughs> All their temperatures are elevated. And the number of things that are either not explained or never, mm-hmm. you, there's never any payoff, is bizarre. Like the the dehydrated zombies. Like, why point that out? Yeah, why why not have you've pointed that out at the end of that film? If they think they're in the clear, and then it starts raining, and next thing you know, they've got hundreds more zombies to deal with. That's a great problem. Or if you can somehow, I don't know how you do it. If you can somehow manufacture some water main breaking right out in the courtyard, and there's just spraying straight up in the air. Well, they, I mean, shit's exploding. Whoops, accidentally hit a water main because they've got to still be there. Yes. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. not like you're 50 years into an apocalypse. Everything else still works. That was the other thing. I'm like, <sighs> okay, they, so they they walled the city off with, like, train cars. Right. Did the zombies not try to run no. away? To, no. Because I'm like, that would take a, a long, long more, fucking time. More than an hour. <laughs> and it would put everyone who's there working on it in yeah. severe jeopardy. Because... Until it's closed up, the opening's only a few feet away. They're walking around. <laughs> it's it's re- and the the what I think the most egregious of the and this is saying a lot for yeah. this movie. The most egregious thing that is never paid off on or called back to is the fucking saw. Yeah, <laughs> they make such a fucking deal. Don't touch my saw. Out of this yeah. saw for the first two thirds of this movie. Think he's going to use it? No. It's used to cut open a wall. And that is it. Yep. Unbelievable in a zombie movie. And every... Yeah, just every little thing in there. Like, the one guy... The one guy um, that you know... Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, yeah. Who you know is up to no good. And so does everyone else. So much that Tignatar was like, maybe we should kill him. Just kill him. Then we don't have to worry about him, you know... And then he does leave someone to die, but she shows back up. From me to the refrigerator away, and they're all just like, oh, no. And she doesn't even yell out, he abandoned me. Yeah. Even though he is standing right Right there as well. (laughs) And also still not helping. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
it's because we still need to see the four-hour director cut to, you know, fill in. Again, yeah. If anything, Zack Snyder has shown he is incapable of making a two-hour movie now at this point. Yeah. Because he... It's... And you can't blame it on execs chopping it up. Because I've got a feeling Netflix just let him do what he wanted. I'm sure they did. And there, and a lot of things are like, oh, when you let Zack Snyder do what he wants, the results are great. No. No, they weren't. And it, it, I, I do, in speaking of that, I I get a, kind of the same reaction to, like, Aquaman. Because people... It's the look. The overall scores are not great. Yeah, but people, but people are. Aquaman was great. Yeah, and people are like enjoying this. I'm like, did you watch the same movie that I yeah. did? I feel like you didn't. Yeah. Is this the first zombie film you've ever seen? Yeah, like, because and, and and again, even the own its own internal logic. Like, oh well, if you make a sacrifice, they'll let everyone else go. Fine. What does the zombie have to gain? Right. <laughs> right. Because usually if there's a negotiation of some... It's like, okay, well, they could take the body you left for them... Right. ...and turn him into a zombie. Which, that whole process is very unclear. Well, I... Um, I yeah. Or you could just kill everybody who brought that zombie... Right. ...and then you have many more zombies. Right. Yeah, so the... <laughs> the logic of the movie is that they, the, the people that they sacrifice are then taken to the alpha to be turned into one of the smart ones. But if one of the just regular smart ones turns a person, they turn into one of the dumb ones. It's like making a copy of a copy of a copy. But why isn't an alpha just hanging out I in don't the middle know. of the town? I don't know. I don't know. He, he's fast. He's strong. He could have killed them all. Fast? He made it down the stairs, across the city, up the stairs, yeah. in the same time that it took a helicopter. To fly directly there. From rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. It's just... It's, well, he did get to ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. And again, you saw city streets. They didn't look easily passable. Right, that was the other... Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a clear two-lane highway to get there. And again, the fact that they found the two people... The people that they were looking for. But you know what? Uh, the thing... This is what's frustrating about it. Because I love the idea of a zombie horse. Oh, yeah. I love the idea of a zombie tiger. The I love tiger, the idea of smart zombies. The zombie, the zombie tiger fucking up, fucking with Garrett Dillahunt was awesome because it did what a cat would do. It toyed with him for a while and then killed him, like ate his fucking head. Uh, all right, next, yeah. let's move on. Yeah, again, it, there were some moments of it that were very fun. Yeah, oh yeah, but there were other I, moments where there, I'm like, there's a lot of it that I did like. What are you trying to sell me here? Oh, sorry. I, before I, I know I just, I'm the one that just said move on, but the stop and talks at the dumbest fucking times. Yeah were constant. Yeah. Like, you can't you have this conversation later? Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole woman, like, professing her love for oh, her. That, well, like, that, yeah, that's the, the jewel. It's like, he's been working at a shitty diner. You couldn't have just gone for breakfast yeah. and told him then. You were just told that the city's going to get nuked in 45 minutes. Yeah. And you're, like, choosing now. Yeah, let's have a discussion. Let's have a heartfelt discussion. Fuck. And right there, was, there were so many of those. Yeah. It was just... What was that? It's because it, he doesn't know how to develop characters otherwise. Right, if you right. really think about like his films, the only character development in most of them is the work we do ourselves. Yeah. Because we know Batman. We know Superman. Yeah. Um, Watchmen, we knew. We know Xerxes. Yeah. You can go read books about these people and have sure. characters. Yeah. I, I, was, I said that in jest, but really, just the... Uh, when you see the trailer to 300, you get it. Yeah. You get who they all are. Yeah. And I was I mean, going to say Spartacus. And even like, his, which is still his best film for me, Dawn of the Dead remake, 
although it's not a one-to-one remake of the original, most of those characters the, are very... The work was already done. The work was already done, yeah. and most of the characters are caricatures. Yeah. So you know who they are without having to know. Right. Yeah, oh, look, that dad from Modern Family, he's a bastard. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a gun nut. All right. It's Ving Rhames. Being Ving Rhames. Right. <laughs> yeah, in some cases, it's just the actor's personality. Yeah. Do what you've always done. Yep, just keep going with that, will you? Can you give us two hours of that, please? So, uh, I, I mentioned I rewatched Snowpiercer. I also uh, rewatched Parasite, actually, right after you left last week, last time, I think. Yeah, I watched it that Sunday afternoon. Um, since then, I've watched uh, Lady Vengeance, uh, Along with the Gods, the first one, The Good, the Bad, the Weird, The Swordsman, The Wailing, Close Encounters with Third Kind. That doesn't count as yeah. a June move, June in the Park movie, but I just yeah. it's just good to note. What did you think of The Wailing? Because um, that's one of those films when people are like, it's a horror film. I'm like, it is. But there's so many. Because again, that, that came out in 2016. With Train to Busan and oh Christ, whatever. There's one other fucking film that came out that was Korean, um, that like got like attention, especially with horror fans. Yeah, and a lot of horror fans were like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's, right. it's Korean." Yeah, because because there's some scary ass shit in there, but then there's also some befuddled cop humor. <laughs> oh yeah, that, and that and that goes to the uh, the the change in tone thing that I was talking about yeah. earlier that's really jarring in Shazam for a Hollywood movie, but it is just the way it is mm-hmm. in uh, Korean movies. And I think part of it is um, not the case with The Wailing, but I think with the, uh, what we're going to talk about later, certainly The Outlaws. <clears throat> Did is, you watch Outlaws? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Their uh, standards as far as... Um, Standards is maybe not the right... Standards may be the exact word, but it also may not be the right word for this. Mm-hmm. Their standards, as far as uh, violence are concerned, uh, and, like, blood, mm-hmm. are much less conservative than they are <laughs> for, like, the... Yeah. For American audiences. Yeah. Most of these movies would be not rated if they were rated by the MPAA. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a Korean movie with... Uh, that is their version of PG-13 would have blood splatter. Mm-hmm. They can say fuck as many times as they want. Yep. It, it all uh, actually, yeah, like uh, The Piper, which you didn't watch. Right? That... I did. Okay, Let, let's do backstory on The Piper. <laughs> I saw The Piper on a thing a few weeks ago, and it just kind of lodged in the back of my brain. And then it came up on another list that I was looking at, and... I figured it was the sort of thing that even pre-June in the Park idea that you may have watched. I had, which I had not. Um, so I, and I had, I texted you about it and you watched it apparently that day. Oh yeah. Uh, explain the Piper. Well, uh, it's weird because the... Because I think this has similarities to The Wailing. Yeah. In that it's not so much horror as it is kind of dark fairy tale. Exactly. Um... It comes across as a horror definitely in the trailer. Like, it looks a lot scarier in the trailer. But no, I would, like, this reminded me a lot of, like, Guillermo del Toro's Spanish films. Like, you know, Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone, where it's dark. Make no, there's some very dark fucking elements in this movie. Um, But yeah, it is the the retelling of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Um, 
It takes place shortly after the Korean War, and a father who has a severe limp is taking his son, who has tuberculosis, to Seoul to see a doctor, which is one of the funniest jokes in the whole fucking movie. Because he met a doctor in his home village, and the doctor's like, sure, give me... A if you if you if you show up in Korea if you show up in Seoul, sure, I'll see your son. He's like, see, and I have this address, and it was written in English, and it just said something like, "Go to hell, you monkey." Mm. <laughs> um, but everyone looks at him, he's like, "Oh, very." I know where this is in Seoul. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but he's he's taking his son to Seoul and you know hiking through the region, and there's a storm, and they they seek shelter, and there's a storm, and. During the storm, a gate, this gate blows down that was, it, it, it's like what you see in like a treasure type movie, a treasure hunting movie where it's a door, but it's been covered in vines and leaves. So if, when it's in place, it just looks like the jungle. Right. It blows down and it shows path and they didn't know it. So they just follow the path and they get to this, this little village uh, where the leader of the village has convinced everyone in the village that the Korean War is still going on. It's very dangerous. We shouldn't leave. Right. Uh, you later learn that the village was once a leper village, a leper colony, of people they forced out of their previous village. And when the North Vietnamese invaded their village, they then went to this village and basically walled off all the lepers into a little, until they died. Cool. Um, but everyone there Not still... Not for the lepers, but... No. But everyone still believes the, the war is going on. Um, but the village has a rat problem. And the guy knows how to take care of the rats. And just like the fairy tale, once he's cleared the rats, the leader's like, he does witchcraft. You know, he's, you know, how do we know? Because they have, they have like a, a woman who is a shaman, even though she knows she's not a shaman. Right. She, she like cracked an egg one day, you know, at the beginning of the film and like a bloody yolk came up. And they're like, it's the sign. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm the village shaman now. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. And she like freely admits, I don't know what the fuck. But, you know, very much, like, turns into the lottery. Everyone turns on the guy, forces him out, and then he comes back and wreaks his vengeance on the on the village. Um, beautiful fucking film. Yeah. It is gorgeously shot. Uh, unbelievably shot. Um, which is a very common thread with yes. Korean films. Yeah. I, I have yet to really come across an ugly or generic-looking Korean film. Yeah, I would say, <clears throat> I would say that um, they know how to frame a shot. <laughs> yes, there are um, there are shortcomings that are uh, common throughout, and then the mm -hmm. visually, like what you're saying, there are also strengths that come out uh, in every one. To be fair, a lot of the shortcomings are budget related. Mm -hmm. I mean, they simply can't make as much money as Hollywood movies do. So yeah. they can't possibly have the same budgets and this shit's expensive. Yeah, like the, the $8 million budget for Train to Busan, while it seems like nothing for us, was probably a pretty good sized risk sure. for them. Sure. Because again, yeah, even if everyone in South Korea goes and sees that film, right. it's you're just, not it, making hundreds of no, millions of you're dollars. Not, it's, it's not the Avengers, yeah. you know? Uh, or and, any Hollywood movie, really. And their pictures aren't going to do well in China. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's the other thing. They, they, that, that's, that's the biggest thing, really, is they, they don't have the worldwide. Yeah. Um, um, and they particularly, I mean, it shows there up. There are very all, few parasites. And it shows up in a lot of the films. They don't particularly like the Chinese. No. Um, the, the, main well, the main villain of the whaling is because. Japanese. Yeah, he's, he's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. 
Um, well, in Outlaws, <laughs> it's Chinese. It's yeah. Like, uh, well, and you have to consider that it's kind of like uh, things in the Middle East that these countries have been around each other and in some cases warring with each other for years mm -hmm. like the reason that they don't like the japanese the japanese were i mean that's this is another great thing about watching all these movies is just like if you were to watch a ton of hollywood movies you would at least get a sense of what mm -hmm. the important historical thing you're going to see a shitload of world war ii movies you're going to see a shitload of civil war movies you're going to see a bunch of depression era movies mm -hmm. you're going to get a sense of like the history of the country you watch, I mean, I think we talked about this before, a lot of the types of movies that we like, like we watch we like a lot of Cold War spy type stuff. For the Koreans, that's North and South Korea stuff. Yeah. We see, I've already watched two, or uh, one of the ones that I watched this week, and then another one that I've got for next week are about basically Japanese occupation. There's a lot around Japanese occupation mm -hmm. stuff around the 20s and 30s, yeah. pre-World War II, because pre-World War II, the Japanese who were bad guys uh invaded korea mm -hmm. and then you get the whole north south korea and, and thing that, that actually comes up in the handmaiden because the guy yeah. he is a very wealthy korean man and he wants to become he wants to get in with the japanese right so he like his house it's this amazing house part of his japanese part of his american looking yeah because he really that's who he wants to be he doesn't want to be a south korean right um because they don't have power on the world stage that's uh I, one of the other ones i watched this week was age of shadows and in that uh, Song Kang-ho is a South Korean Japanese cop yeah. in South Korea. So you can see how he is looked at by his oh, probably not. fellow countrymen yeah. are, you know, they see him as a traitor. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's just like uh, when you see, uh, you hear revolutionary war stories about the U.S. Mm -hmm. and having colonists that were in the British Army. Yeah. It's the same idea. So that's the whole that's the whole tug back and forth of Age of Shadows is that he is uh, a South Korean, and they're not, and and the Japanese are not uh, shy about their disdain for the South Koreans. And he's like, motherfucker, I'm one of them, yeah. you know. Like, and he just has to stay in there and take it. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. That also happens in um, the Drug King. Yeah. Because yeah. he he's smuggling drugs out of you know out of China into um and in, into Seoul and. Yeah, a lot of the same things. It's like there's a lot of that nationalism that comes into play. So that's why, and that's another reason why it's dangerous for, you know, from like the Americanized worldview to be just like Asians. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a group of people. They're very, you know, oh, they're yeah. all, they all, they, this, that would be just like saying, you know, well, it would be just like saying white people. Yeah. Like, we do not all get along. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> ask the well, Germans. Just take something as simple as fucking college football in the South. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're all fucking Southern rednecks, but yep. damn it, if you're not, if you, if you root for Alabama over Auburn, holy yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember the People one. People don't talk to, talk to family, doesn't talk to yeah, each other. Senior, but... senior high school, and I went down to North Carolina, and when we went to North Carolina, when we took it, because we were in Raleigh, so when we went to um, Chapel Hill, our cab driver was a Duke fan. Yeah. And he's like, why fuck you, why are you coming to Duke? Why are you coming to North Carolina? Why are you coming to Chapel Hill? Fucking Duke, all the way. And we're like, whatever. <laughs> and then when we're taking a cab from Chapel Hill to Duke, 
we had a North Carolina fan. He's like, why the fuck are you dating? Why, 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 why are we going to Duke? I'm like, I, I'm here to learn about science and shit. Mm. Like, I don't like Duke either. I'm a North Carolina fan, but dude. <laughs> it just, it feels, it, it's, look, it's weird on any level, but it feels especially weird when you tie yourself so tightly to a college. Yeah. It's, it's like, weird. It's like in, in two years, especially now. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it, it's on, it's totally off topic, but. Uh, Coach K, yep. Krzyzewski, is retiring after next year. Yeah. And one of the things he said is he just can't run a program the way he wanted to anymore because college basketball now is full of one and dones. Yeah. Because you have to play one year to go to, to be eligible for the NBA draft. Yeah. So people come, they play that one year, and then they're gone. So how do you continually, especially, I mean, yeah, a lot of college coaches are not just to win, but some of these people, are, like Coach K, is an institution at Duke. Yeah, he he's he's been there not just because of he wants to win championships, but he's it's his community. Yeah, and he's like, I can't, I get to know these kids for a year or two, and then they're gone. And it's on one hand, uh, I I hate college sports. I really do. <laughs> I hate the whole. I hate almost everything about it. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's icky complete, to me. It's labor exploitation. It's super, super icky. So I, and, and I hate that the conversation uh, typically steers toward, well, these kids don't even want to graduate. No, they don't. Why no, would you? They don't want to get hurt. Yeah. If your freshman year of college, someone said, hey, I'm going to give you $25 million yeah. to quit right now. I'm not finishing my fucking degree. I don't care what it no. is. No. Unless my degree is somehow going to pay me $25 million a year. Right. Or I'm taking it. I don't know what the league minimum is for the NBA, but it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Even if you're a shit bench player for eight, nine years. Well, eight, nine years is a pretty good career. Yeah. But it, no matter what, it, any NBA contract, any NBA contract is going to be worth more than whatever you're going to get your degree in. Yeah. Probably. For most of these kids. What is the NBA minimum salary? According to Statista, the minimum salary for players in the NBA amounted to just over 925000 U.S. dollars in the 2021 season. The minimum. Yeah. You're number 12 on the bench. You don't ever play. You probably don't eat. You're the guy who's well, up shooting free throws while the team scrimmages during a practice. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're be at that... the. The people at the end of the bench are being paid to practice. That's what yeah. they're being paid to do. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so. LeBron James doesn't want to practice against some fucking hack. You've got yeah. to be pretty fucking good to yeah. even practice with LeBron to make it worth his while. Yeah. So the schlubs, I say that in air quotes, at the end yeah. of the bench, I, I, I still, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time series is of Brian Scalabrini just fucking destroying mm. schmucks off the street yeah. at age 45, <laughs> yeah. huge gut, just fucking <laughs> wrecking dudes yeah. that are like in their 20s, in their prime. Yeah. I played at West Virginia, you know, I started a year. I don't care, dude. Yeah. You did not play in the NBA. Exactly. Those guys are so much better <laughs> than everyone. And it's, it's also... Like, I don't know if you ever watched any of those, because he did a whole series. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. I mean, I'll he, watch it. It, I it's like, hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. 11 nothing. Like, they can't, you can't, yeah. you can't score on an NBA player. It's a six-year-old playing his dad. And he just, <laughs> and uh, it, it gets boring, because if he wanted to, he could just step back just a little bit, because you're not getting to the ball. Mm -hmm. 
and he's going to make it every time from <laughs> 18 feet if your hand isn't in his face, which you can't do. Yeah. And then on top of that, the I, I still I remember this from a, a documentary I watched years ago. I don't remember, even remember what it was, but you see these type of guys like on the playground that are unreal and they'll say, yeah, that's great. There are, I could go to parks in New York and grab guys that could legit score 15, 20 points a game in the NBA, mm-hmm. but they'll never, they can't make it cause they can't guard anyone. Yeah. The guys in the NBA are so good at playing defense. You just can't, you can't score on them. Yeah. So like these guys that are, they are, they're great players. They played in college. They were the best player at their high school, whatever. They dominate the courts. When you play Brian Scalabrini, I don't care how old he is. Well, at some point, sure, but when he's then he can probably still post up on your ass. Oh yeah, and you're not. You just you can't you can't get by him, and you can't you just can't score on him. Um, The only ones that score on him are the the ones that get it and immediately just launch it, and it happens to go in. Yeah, Yeah, great, but you're not going to do that eleven times in a row. (laughs) But he might. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got there. Because we get sports. Oh yeah, college sports. Yeah. I hate college. Sorry, let's get back to June in the part. June yeah, in the month. That is the one thing I've noticed. <laughs> I don't find a lot of sports movies. There's a couple of baseball ones, but yeah. I have no interest in either. One of them's got a gorilla. <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I'm like, that it, is one it, thing. It, U.S. It, movies have a lot more than, than they do. There's yeah. a lot more sports movies in the U.S. Yeah, there's a couple. There, there's actually I've seen on a couple lists a couple like, um, uh, may. Maybe not Bull Durham-ish looking, but more serious, yeah. like, uh, interesting yeah. dramedy the Biggest type baseball movie baseball so far was the team on fucking t- Train to Busan. <laughs> Which, by the way, I tried to find one of their baseball hats online. Couldn't do it. Really? I found t-shirts. I would, I would think that would be a thing. Because it's an actual high school. Oh, it is? It's an actual high school. And I found, like, t-shirt, baseball t-shirts, but I yep. couldn't find a cap because I wanted one of those caps. Yeah. Um... But yeah, if you look up the Piper on like Letterboxd, the the poster this art conversation is started terrible. with the Piper. I know <laughs> the poster art on the Piper is fucking terrible. It looks like a cheesy dollar store horror movie. It really does. Um, don't don't go by that. It's it's a damn fine fucking movie. And it's on Amazon, correct? And it was on Amazon. Yeah, so far most of the ones I've watched are on Amazon. I haven't even cracked into the ones I've got like actual copies of. Yep. Other than JSA, I do own JSA. Um, another horror movie that I watched, uh, was Metamorphosis. Um, okay. it was, it's an evil spirit that changes faces, infiltrates one family, placing one brother in danger while others try to save him. Um, yeah, it's this family. They move into this new house. Uh, un- unbelievable. I mean, it's a very typical story. It's unbelievably cheap. They don't know why they got such a good deal on it. The next door neighbor is fucking weird. Um, the the brother that they're talking about just happens to be an ex priest, who who does exorcisms, but failed during an exorcism. Good to know. Pretty much a shot straight out of the actual exorcist. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a solid film. Um, what did I give? I gave like a three and a half. Three and a half, which is actually one of my lowest rated ones. Uh, probably because it's something I've seen so much. Sure. Um, but it was really it was a good horror film. It's very very solid. You know, when you compare it to, like, something like Army of the Dead, I was not rolling my eyes, you know, at this film. Yeah. It was, it, it was just, I've seen this, I've seen 40 fucking exorcism films in the past few years, you know. None of this is going to surprise me. I know what's coming when there's the twists. Right. Uh, but again, very cool to look at, wonderfully shot, a incredible fucking set design. 
like in the the weird guy's house. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing shit. Um, it's one of those where you're like, yeah, this this get the fuck out, man. <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, this you you just it it, it is loaded. Another thing that a lot of Korean films do well is the atmosphere. Yeah, like it's it's palpable dread throughout almost the entire film. Yeah, the it, there's not a lot of. Uh... was I thinking of the other night that, that too many people were comic relief just to, you know, tension breaker type things. They don't really do that. No, they, they don't have a lot of just, yeah, the jive talker type. Of right. That's just there to just kind of take any of the tension out of it. Yeah. No, when they build tension, they fucking stick with it. Yeah. There's no, uh, the one who's I, I forget which one it is. Every, I forget which rapper it is every single time in Fast and Furious that, that that's his job. Ja, no, not Ja Rule. Uh, Ludacris. Yes. Well, I mean, it's in it's, his name, man. It's Ludacris's <laughs> job yeah. to, I mean, not that these are the same, like, like tense type movies, but like. Yeah, but no, whenever something gets tense, he's going to tell a joke. That's why Luda's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, The Wailing. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that, like, after you saying that the whole dark fairy tale thing, that's because like you said, the wailing isn't, it's not, it's not a horror movie. It's not, it's, it's, it's not trying to scare you. That doesn't mean that there's not frightening no, yeah, imagery. There's some frightening shit in it. Uh, there definitely is. And there's definitely like some shock type mm-hmm. thing, you know, there, things that are there to like shock you. But at the end of the day, it is. And I, I feel like, I don't want to give away anything. Are we spoilery? I don't want to get too spoilery. I don't either. These are a lot of films that, that nobody has nobody seen. has seen. Yeah. Uh, which, which we are hoping to change. Which it, 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 I still <laughs> part of my problem I, is with this month is I I'm we're definitely doing that, but I feel douchey at the same time. Kinda. We're only discussing North Korea. We're only discussing exactly. Korean, South like, Korea. Uh, we're not talking about your dreadful Hollywood movies that let's, everyone's let's, seen. Let's not pay any mind to Army of the Dead. We want to talk about movies that like 500 people on Letterboxd have seen total. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, some of these are like oh, yeah. two it's or like, three thousand. And like, oh, I just did the 50th review for this film. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what did I watch recently that had like shockingly low number of views total for something that had been out like five years. But anyway... Yeah. Derailed, which has been out since 2016, has 66 reviews <laughs> Four, and 497 watches. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's... Meanwhile, uh, the aforementioned... Yeah, I mean, like, Train to Busan has 27,000 And that's reviews. like the... Yeah. Uh, parasite aside, yeah, that's near that. Well, that's near the top of. And any... probably that got a lot of first views from Joe it being on Joe Bob. Probably. Recently. Uh, meanwhile, the aforementioned Army of the Dead, which came out three weeks ago, has one hundred and seven thousand views. Yeah. So, and we're talking Letterbox. That's how many people on Letterbox. Well, let's see. Uh, the Conjuring Three came out on Friday. I was going to ask you about the Conjuring Three. Sucked. <laughs> How many, and, okay, so... It, I, I, okay, that's not fair. It didn't suck, but... Have you seen one and two? No, fuck no. 
I Stop didn't even treating Ed and Lorraine Warren like they're fucking superheroes. I was actually, until you said Conjuring 3, I was going to ask you how many there have been. Because I don't think, it's not in the title, right? Isn't no, it just Conjuring, Con the devil made me do it. Okay, so this is... That has had... But there's more, right? There's one and two, and then there's this one. But, but isn't there... There's spinoffs. Okay. There's like The Nun and yeah. the Annabelle film. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. This film, which came out Friday, has already had nine... 9,700 reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. I don't even know what I, the I, Conjuring movies are about. It's it's about, it's based based in real life, which again is always like, no, no, it's really not. They're, the, they're this, this couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they were the, essentially the X-Files before there were X-Files. Like, whenever there was a demonic possession or a creepy doll, they went and investigated. They're and they, like ghost hunters? Essentially, yes. And they proved oh. this stuff, which they didn't. But, you know, every movie has been an actual... Actually, I don't think... I, was the first one? Yeah, the first one was based on an actual case. In the first one, it was a family in a haunted house. In the second one, it was they went to England for another family in a haunted house. This one, it was a guy who murdered someone and then said he was possessed while he did it. Um, which again, this is all. This is all actual. All this shit actually Hence did happen. Hence, the devil made me do it. Yes, gotcha. It was actually the first use of the devil made me do it defense in the U.S. Um, but they're always right. They always show up at just the right time. And Lorraine is a bit of a medium. Her level of powers changes depending on what it. Uh, before, oh, before, oh, I feel the presence of a ghost in this room. To all of a sudden, I can see through this ghost's fucking eyes. You know. So, so it's like the, uh, again, shooting back to a, a, a classic pitch meeting uh, gripe. Is oh, I the, can't wait for the pitch meeting on this. Is the, uh, so what are his powers exactly? Whatever I need them to be. Yeah, and that's what it is. And it's always their love at the end that saves the day. Their love for one another. Because they're so committed, so in love. I mean, and it's Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. They work well together. But and I fuck, like both of them. They're infallible. <laughs> they should have halos. And most of the most of the movie is around their reactions to the hauntings. I'm more interested in the fucking hauntings. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I lo I loved the first one because it was about the family in fucking peril. Yet, and here's the other thing: basing it on true people and then putting them in mortal danger when we know they don't die for three fucking more decades. Kind of limits that because they're they're going to survive, or else you can't tell the next story, which there will inevitably be another one. Oh um, well, yeah, yeah. James Wan did not direct this one; it was given to somebody else, and it it, it was fine, but it wasn't. I, I will never rewatch it. I have no desire to ever rewatch it. Yeah, huh. that's how you do a horror movie and be boring with it. <clears throat> Give me characters that are never in jeopardy, that are infallible, and guess what? I don't give a fuck what happens to them. Right. So Un the wailing. Yeah, unlike the wailing where you're like, any one of these people could die at any minute. Yeah. And, and that side character that we've been following, that guy could take this film over in a heartbeat. The other thing that, uh, and this was as true in the wailing as, as anything else, another thing that, I, that you can't help but notice in a lot of Korean movies, a lot of the ones that we've been watching, is when the lead character is not such a great person, and maybe not 
but like we we talk about like in 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 Vin Diesel movies, he always has to come off looking good. Yeah, they don't. No, that's like, never the case. The cop in uh, uh, in the Wailing is doing all of this begrudgingly. Yeah, does not want to do any of it. It hates his job. Yeah. Uh, Every character in Derailed is a fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Every one of them. Um. <laughs> How do you describe... So, the whaling... How do you describe it? The, the There's a cop. All of a sudden, in his village, people start basically going psycho and killing yeah. other people. And, and they think that the town is cursed. They think it has a lot to do with this Japanese man who has recently moved into the area. Right. And, you know, witchcraft is at play. Right. And it's this cop investigating it, for most of the film, poorly. Very poorly. But, you know, he has his own troubles. Yeah. <laughs> His daughter gets, I guess, in, in, we can say possessed. She gets in, caught in, up in all this. Yeah, we can say that she, because the, the kind of beauty of it is the whole movie, you as the viewer are like, because you don't know, I feel like I'm starting sentences and not finishing them. <laughs> you don't know if there is a, you're figuring it out at the same time he is. You don't know if there is a supernatural component or not. Yeah. Or did they just eat the moldy fucking corn that makes people go crazy? Right. You know, and is you, that person in the woods really a demon or a serial killer? Right. <laughs> you know? Did you, and, yeah, and did you see what you just saw or were you hallucinating? Yeah. Um, and you, the viewer, don't know until the very end, right? Yeah. So I won't say anything about how, what actually is the... But, but it's engrossing either way. Yeah, that's a perfect word because yeah. I, I don't know if I texted you this and, and if you listen to this if this is not your first time listening to this you know that I a lot of times I watch movies in chunks yeah 50-50 sometimes three chunks mm -hmm. The Wailing which is the longest movie on my June in the Park list which has 47 movies on it now yeah. <laughs> The Wailing is the longest one on there and I watched it in a single sitting oh yeah uh, and not just this is all uh, groundbreaking stuff for me. If you if you're, mm -hmm. it's how long two uh, two over two and a half hours two almost two, two hours yeah like two forty two hours yeah. and forty minutes long. I never want I watched it all in one sitting and I started it at ten o'clock at mm -hmm. night, which is very strange because I I actually because so it was like the first time I watched The Handmaiden yeah like I watched I watch a half an hour and then go to bed and then the movie's over right the because uh, I specifically because I've wanted to it's been on my list forever but that 159 minutes or whatever it is is just staring in the face I figured it got to be so late that I was starting a movie it was like 10 o'clock or whatever and I said well this might be a good time to start the wailing because I know I'm only going to watch an hour nope. and I watched the whole thing which is very strange and uh yes it's engrossing you have to know what the fuck is going and, on because they explain and, very little and it's like a lot of times i watch a horror movie where it's like oh well it wasn't a demon the guy's just a murderer and you're like oh but then what about this that yeah. happened you know the outcome of this works either way yeah if this person is a demon this shit works right if this person is just a serial killer this shit still works <laughs> You know, no matter what the ending actually is, it worked. Yeah. Which is very, very strange for a horror movie. And it's hard to... Because honestly, that, that 
ruins a great many horror movies. Yeah. Where just, oh, where, yeah. Where the, the the twist at the end, and you're like, well, that just negated like an hour of this fucking movie. Buddy. Right, because you, know? you were trying so hard to make it look like it was supernatural. To yeah. now tell me that it isn't is bullshit, because how the fuck did that happen? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's hard to even get into like kind of the coolest part of this movie, or which is really like the last 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. As far as how things start to play out with the woman in white and all that stuff. If we're going to avoid spoilers, I can't even talk about that. Well, I mean, what we can talk about it again. Beautiful fucking film. Mm. These films make me want. Dreadful. Make me want to go to South Korea, though. Because, like, everything looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And the set design. Yeah. Like, that village. If you told me that's an actual real village, I would be like, okay. Yeah, 100% believe it. Um, and that's the other thing. It's how they can... So many of these movies can look so differently. They they don't have the luxury of the United States and Canada to go film in. Where... Right. You, you don't want this to look like California? Okay, fly to Maine. Right. Shoot it there. You don't want it to look like Maine? Well, okay, shoot if it. If you want it to look like Maine and you're in California, you go to Vancouver. Yeah. You know, you, you, you don't have to shoot in Florida. Right. To get the ocean type of South Korea is not terribly large. And it's a peninsula. And it's a peninsula. I mean, I sent you a picture. I did like a... Yeah, the train to Busan. I did the train to Busan. So I was like, I just wanted to get geography. Yeah. So now when it's like in another movie where they were talking... Like um, in The Outlaws, they figure the the Chinese criminals came in through Busan. I'm like, that's because it's a port city. Right, right. (laughs) I know right where that is. (laughs) Yep. Um, they, yeah, they can't, they don't have an unlimited amount of shooting locations. I can't imagine their, like, their movie studios are that big either. Because like, obviously no. they shoot on some, because some of the stuff we've seen, there's like, like, uh, Phantom Detective, a lot of that was shot on green screen. On, yeah. You could tell. Um, but I can't imagine, like, it's not like fucking Hollywood. No. Where it's an entire where city. Where there's sound stage upon sound, sound stage. stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the the cast of the whaling. The guy that's the the cop, the lead, uh, the the star, is that's his fourth, the fourth movie of his that I've seen this year, and I don't remember him from anything else. <laughs> he is also in Mother. He is also in Man from Nowhere, and he's also in The Good, Bad, Weird. And I don't know who he is well, in, there. in any of those movies. That's kind of the other pleasant part, though, about this is like, like say I was watching Phantom Detective. And then I'm like, oh, this is the same guy who directed Space Sweeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because, again, I, I don't want to make this easy, but I've got extensive Hollywood film knowledge. Yeah. So you, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, oh, this was a David Fincher film that just right. came out. Right. I know it's a David Fincher film. So it's kind of nice to be, like, very pleasantly surprised when it's like, yeah. I'm watching. Oh, this is really good. Who directed this? Oh, the same person who did this. Right. Cool. Because uh, I have... Uh, uh, the the, the 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 June and the park are uh, there's really kind of three that that because uh, you can add uh, Kim Ji Woon to the list of directors mm-hmm. that just have because he's the one that did I saw the devil which is by far his most famous one mm-hmm. but he's also uh, good bad weird the which I watched recently Age of Shadows which I watched a couple days ago um, a bittersweet life which is not available anywhere mm-hmm. which is kind of irritating it makes those ones more, like, oh, I gotta find it because you can't even find it. Like, if you want the Blu ray, it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, you, yeah, or you're importing it from fucking Korea. Um, 
A Tale of Two Sisters is probably something you would want. Oh, I've, I've got a copy of that. Okay. That's that's a great film. That's actually getting a, a new like deluxe edition from Arrow. Sadly, not in June, but in like August. <laughs> so I'll be picking that up, too. Yeah, that film's fucking creepy. So between... That uh, was part of like the Asian Extreme line of films that came out. Yeah. Know? Tartan Asian Extreme is what they call it. Uh, so I will end up one, two, three, four, five. Six of his probably by the end of all this, um, yeah. So uh, hi, it, it's also it, it gets hard to to recommend because uh, or not recommend. It gets hard to to uh, kind of rank these movies because, like we've mentioned a hundred times, we're starting. We're watching all the best ones. Yeah, like we're watching. This yeah. is like saying, "Here's the AFI top one hundred. Yeah, we'll re-rank them. Go, yeah, and okay, and have at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's weird." Like sometimes, because I, I, I'll get in this thing where I'll just, well, it's four. Well, that's a four. That's yeah. a four. That's a oh, four. yeah. When I gave a three and a half, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then you're like, that's not, but it's not. Yeah. And it's still way better than most three and a half. So yeah. I'll give for other See, stuff. my two, because since I've readjusted down that a two and a half is the, the meh score uh, and that a three is a positive score, because then I started to think of it like the way that video games are scored, which is on a scale of 10. Yeah. And usually anything over a seven is. It's a pretty good, it's good. Uh, so at a three out of five, you're talking six. So that's at least a positive mm. review. Um, I guess. I mean, depending yeah. on how you're looking at it. Yeah, I've been dumbing down. Well, not say dumbing down, but like with most of my regular movies, I've been lowering the rankings. Yeah. Like the only other one that I got, got in a three and a half so far was Derailed. And part of that was just because the, um, the subtitling was awful. Mm, that like, could, I, sent, well, I sent you the the example of when the guy was trying to compare a girl to Angelina Jelly, and I'm Brad Pitt. I'm like, what? Is he doing sausage this? Sausage party com- I'm uh, like, characters. is he doing this on purpose? Like, is he making a sandwich related pun? It. I will say because, but yeah, they got a lot of times where the sentence structure was just all yeah. over the fucking map. I'm like, that is not what they meant to say. It's well, it's difficult because it's it's not a one to one translation. It's not like you know, going English to French or English to Spanish or even like English to German mm-hmm. or anything any any other Latin based language. Uh, and that's also why some things it's harder to understand things because they may have a word or a phrase that means a whole sentence in English, and then there may be a one word in Korean that means a whole sentence in in yeah. in English, and you know, and vice versa. And it's hard to, it's hard to, there's not a direct translation and there are different, uh, you know, turns of phrase and different, that might sound, well, that's a weird thing to say. Well, if you were hearing English, if you were hearing you and I talk for the first time mm-hmm. and we just use little turns of phrase, such as turns of phrase, mm-hmm. I don't know the fuck I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Oh, yeah. So that's, I get the complaint. Not complaint, but the a lot of people will note in a lot of these movies that they're very complex and hard to understand. But they probably wouldn't be. Yeah, if not, you we're, we're not if, getting the greatest translation. And also, we're just by nature of what it is, we're missing part of the movie because we're reading yeah. it. Uh, well, and, and not just that, like like you said, like if someone said, "Oh man, this shit's gonna end up like the Boston Tea Party in here," yeah, we automatically know what that means. Sure, someone's throwing a fucking revolution, right? They have references like that too yeah. that we don't fucking get. Right. So it's lost on us. And and just just the the act of reading it versus mm-hmm. hearing it. Like if you have like I you know I work in a school setting. 
if you just told those kids, hey, read that mm-hmm. and then uh, take a test on it versus I'm going to read this to you while you mm-hmm. are watching me and I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. They're going to understand that better. Yeah. So it is it's harder to understand because we're not we're not hearing it in our yeah. uh, native language. Um, Robin asked me if uh, if I was picking anything up. I am not. <laughs> uh, I, I I picked up one word. Yeah, you think I said a lot in yeah. like a three minute span. I'm like, I think I know what that word means. Things will things that that are especially things that are repeated, simple yeah. things that are repeated. But I did say I said no, I'm not picking up anything. But it is you get into the flow of the language, mm-hmm. and the things that are odd at first are no longer odd. But the the funny thing that is happening again, I feel douchey even saying this. I've started hearing it in my sleep, yeah. which makes sense because I'm watching these movies right before I go to bed. Yeah, one thing I've noticed is they often start like their their whatever it is they're saying very high. Yeah, like oh my god, and then yeah. they go, and then you go down. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like that was startling at first, but yeah, yeah. One of the reasons I watched Derailed was just because it was a 91 minute film, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it exists. It's yeah. not two hours and 15 minutes long like everything else. They are it, all two ten to two twenty. Yeah, it, I mean it it, it. it it stars my boy, uh, Madong. Yeah, it stars Madong. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's funny because it's one of those things. It's like that dude is such a fucking chameleon. You you don't know what his character is going to be. Yeah, uh, it's about four teenagers. Apparently, one of them is like a K-pop star. Oh, okay. I I don't know, but I mean, K-pop is huge. Yeah. Uh, but this was this this was his you know Harry Styles in <laughs> you know. Uh, Robin's cousin is like super, super, and she's like, all right, I'm not making any judgments. She is like super, super obsessed with like BTS <laughs> and like Korean TV shows and stuff like that. And Robin goes, you should have her on. And I was like, it would be funny. It would be. It would be funny because we're taking in an entirely oh, yeah. different well, section of Korean culture. I had this young lady at the Shaw house who was also obsessed with Korean pop. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I could have things to talk with her about. Do you now. like the whaling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just going to use one of the names. Oh, did you like Lee Yoo Jin in Derailed? Yeah. I, I don't know if that was the Probably. K-pop star or not. Uh, but yeah, it's about four young teenagers. They're, they're grifters. They're living on the streets, essentially robbing people. You know, stealing cell phones, selling them, stealing cars, selling them, and uh, they they're they're always low for money. So one of the girls is gonna hook sure. for the night, and she picks up Madong. Yep. Um, if you know what I'm saying, and takes him back to a hotel, and he's all like, "Hey, I'm just here to help you. I don't, I don't need. I, I'll give you money. Come work for me at this arcade that I work at. You know, because everything there is fucking like arcade or karaoke based." Yeah, like and uh, there are bars and clubs that are revolve around the karaoke or the arcades. And arcade can also can be interchanged with casino. Yeah, because <laughs> arcade a lot of times means slot machines. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all centipede. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as we've learned in Outlaws, most of those are mall boned. Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if I had known that prior to this, it would have definitely. I would have known who he was first. Yeah. Because when he's like, you know, I own an arcade. You can come work for me. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out he's a sex trafficker. Cool. Uh, he, he is, you know, and then all of a sudden everybody owes everybody money. So he, they try to then steal his car. And so he's like, well, now you owe me 20 grand. 
Wait. And I'm gonna take your girlfriend until you. She's gonna, you know, work in my, you know, my special arcade until you make that twenty grand. Much like the outlaws, uh, debt collection is a yeah. huge part of and they <laughs> being a gangster. The fuck out of you. <laughs> When I mean, it's anyone who's ever seen Goodfellas is like, okay, yeah. When you owe a mobster, you get a beating. Yeah. This one, they fucking sometimes take your goddamn hand. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, it's ten grand. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where everybody ever owes everybody money in this movie, and no one is a good guy. Yeah. And you just kind of see where it goes from there. Um, so it, it it's especially like if like watching the Outlaws not soon after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I was right in giving that three and a half. Because while it's still a good film, it's not as good as like Outlaws was. Yeah, and that's again, I, I go right back to struggling to grade things, rank things. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what number. Because I, 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 before we started, I, I, uh, you know, we were looking at my list, and I, one of the ones that I watched this week was The Swordsman, which was probably my. Most enjoyable, the one I enjoyed watching the most out of everything I've watched in the last two weeks, and I think it has the lowest score because it's not, you know, there's a difference between uh, we bring it up all the time. I bring it up all. Use it as the example as that type of movie of Spotlight and say Ant Man are yeah. not the same level of movie. They're just not. No. But you might enjoy you. It totally makes sense. They're if, enjoyable if you, for different. If reasons. you enjoy Ant Man and you want to rewatch Ant Man more times than you want to rewatch <laughs> Spotlight or something like that, um, so th that's the way it is with the Swordsman. The uh, Swordsman, which was really good. I think, I, and I'm I yeah I watched that in two sittings I guess, um, but it's not as good a movie. But again, what it is is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's so that that seems to be that doesn't seem to go away no matter what. Yeah. Everything is very yeah, cinematic. Derailed was probably the least cinematic <clears throat> of all the films I saw, but it yeah. was very street level. It's the type of thing that you'd expect to be filmed with like a handheld camera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while and it's it's dirty because they, they're fucking street kids. Yeah. They live in dirty places, so you're not going to get these sprawling vistas that are just like fuck. That's a beautiful scene you just shot there. Um, but yeah, even when they don't have that, because, um, ha have you seen the Phantom Detective yet? No. It's very film noir. Yeah. Um, and like I said, a lot of it is green screen. A lot of the backgrounds are green screen, but Jesus, there's still some scenes that are fucking gorgeous to look at. Like there's this one scene where the detective, uh, essentially the part of the Phantom Detective is this detective who, when he was a kid, a man killed his mother. So he goes searching for that man. He finds a man, but the man has been kidnapped by the mob and left behind his two young granddaughters. So he takes the two young granddaughters in hopes of finding the, the man who kidnapped the granddad so that he can then kill the granddad anyway. But he, he, he it's in true film noir fashion, all of a sudden, everything is wrapped up in this. Right. Like, you know, the government, the police, everything. Everyone is corrupt. <laughs> Um, and there's a cult, you know, uh, and you learn some secrets. <laughs> but there's this one scene where he's going to assassinate someone. And he's just like moving through this room in a fog. And it's just fucking gorgeous to watch. <laughs> and you're like, shit, most of this stuff was probably green screen. But damn. So what a great shot. And that's also Amazon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every Almost we'll, everything I watched this past week was Amazon. We will try to mention... Uh, 
where mm. we want because most of this stuff is available, which yeah. is uh, again, uh, I, I usually tag it as where I watched it. Yes, I, I do that. Um, I'm just not always good about saying it. Uh, uh, I did have to order Age of Shadows was a Blu-ray. I had to order that same, and uh, Swordsman was uh, Voodoo. I bought that because that wasn't streaming anywhere. But mm. everything else I watched this past two weeks has Shit, been. I forgot to find bring that one available. I, the, I picked up at the dollar store. <laughs> I forgot about that. Apparently, that's the basis for the show Kingdom, which is on huh. Netflix, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, holy shit. Dollar Tree, bitches. Got me some Korean cinema at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> I want to buy up all of the copies. <laughs> uh, um, want to talk Outlaws? Ken? Yeah. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so Outlaws is... Starring our boy Madong. Yep. Had to have been relatively yeah, soon because I just watched it. It was the fourth. Okay. So, yeah, uh, he's the only one in there that's really in a, uh, a lot of other stuff. Um, Although, that I've I, watched re- so I far. really want to watch the guy who played the Chinese, that, like that lead Chinese gangster. Because mm. that dude was intense. Um, throw, throw that guy in one of the next fucking raid films, man. I I do have I have a and I notice it because he's got a, a one a, a single namer, but the composer Mog is uh, huh. on several, so he will probably wow. be your most uh, watched if, composer yeah. by the, the end last of the year. stand. Who that was a foreign director. I can't remember. Yes, that's it, uh, that's the which the, one was that's it? The guy. That's the guy uh, Kim Ji Woon that was that does all the other ones that we've been talking about. Also, uh, looks like his worst movie. Um, well, it's because he had to work in an American system, right? So, just uh, that guy I had that I've seen so far is I saw The Devil, Age of Shadows, The Witch, The Outlaws. Uh, I can't tell. Oh, that one. I keep forgetting about the Witch subversion. That it's on good. my list. It's on my list, but I keep forgetting it. It's good because that's one of the few on Netflix. Um, and then he has a bunch that are all that are still on my uh, list, like Burning, uh, Masquerade, A Company Man, Monster Boy. Those are all mm. still on my list. Uh, so yeah, by the end of the year, um, Mog will be my most watched composer, probably too. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so this one. Uh, our our hero Don Lee is uh, he's, Michael, he's Michael he's Michael Chiklis from the Shield. I was just gonna say he's Michael Chiklis from the Shield because uh, it's basically he's got his own little unit and his own little part of town. Yeah. He kinda is. Uh, oh he, no, he's not kinda. I mean he he takes corrupt. he takes full advantage of the prostitution. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. There there are warring, very open to bribes. Yeah. There are warring well not warring crime lords because they're usually they they respect each other's yes. territory. One owns the arcades. Yeah. The other one kind of owns the uh, karaoke bars, and he, they make people pay protection, and he kind of gets a taste of both. He lets them function as long as there's not like outright, outright fucking war. murders. Yeah. Well, and this is this is where us looking in at a foreign uh, country gets hard because it's the the thing that was difficult about outlaws is figuring out who was who when they were like. Wait, whose goons are these? Yeah. I mean, the tattoos helped a lot when they were like, oh, they're part of the Viper gang. Yes. Like, okay. Oh, yes. He has a snake I was, tattoo. I was Excellent. very appreciative every time I could see a snake tattoo. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it was kind of hard to tell <coughs> sometimes, like, whose goons were who. Um, 
Yeah, because the whole but, movie, yes. the whole movie starts out with one of them killing, like knifing another one in the wrong part of the town, and he's right. got to kind of settle it before it gets major news type right. of thing. Like, so he gets the two leaders together to yeah. kiss and make up, basically, <laughs> uh, and take Polaroids and take Polaroids, looking happy. Uh, and then a Chinese gangster moves in. A Chinese gangster moves in because someone owes him money. One of them, one of, one the, of their underlings, yeah, owed money. So then he, thirty grand, which is now two hundred grand. Right. But he'll give you a discount for every limb you lose. Right. He'll take off ten grand for every limb he takes. Right. Which is really. Uh, I still think that's undervalued. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> if I if I owed someone hundred thousand dollars and they. Uh, Said, "Hey, we'll cut your hand off and give you ten. I'd be like, I'm gonna need more than that. Well, I mean, to be fair though, he was given like a couple for each finger too. So I guess you could just go a little bit at a time just to pay down the vig. But <laughs> <laughs> man, that vig uh, rose sharply just in the in yeah, the well, conversation. It's like you Shit ne- doubled. Yeah, don't take money from gangsters no. because they're not going to have a nice. Their terms of service are not going right. to be steady. Right. Um. But yeah, this new Chinese guy is." Vicious, yeah, and is fully in t- his intention is to take over everything. Well, his what he is, sort of, is the Joker from Dark Knight mm-hmm. because his whole thing is he's paid. I don't, again, I don't want to get too spoilery. He is being paid to go in and cause chaos. Yeah, because uh, someone and, else could profit if this all goes. If these right. two drugs, if if these two kingpins lose their turf. And someone else will profit even more. Actually, I take that back. He's more like uh, what the Joker was supposed to be. He's more like uh, Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Because Ben Mendelsohn hired him, mm-hmm. but couldn't handle him. Yeah. Which is pretty much what is going on here. Uh, it's just a really well-made, it's mm. exciting, it's... Uh, I don't I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, you've got great characters. Yeah. Um, you really come to like understand why everybody is doing what they're doing, and f- to be honest, just like we were just saying, like he's he is Michael Chiklis, the the bad guy is basically Bane. Uh, there's in every one of these, there's always the, the young cop, the young cop mm-hmm. that is never that that they're trying to protect that that ends up kind of getting hurt and yeah. stuff. We won't go too far into it, but like you've seen all these characters. This is a very this is yeah. very this. Dude has seen Goodfellas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and all yeah. is probably a you huge know, there's fan. The, there's of, the town folk that are sick of fucking having to pay for protection. Right. And also uh the town folk that realize that talking to cops is way more dangerous than mm-hmm. than the than just kind of because when they get them all together, they're yeah. they're all like, ah, I don't wanna I don't wanna be the one that stands out. <laughs> yeah, because again, these people the, that was one of the things that was the most shocking. Like they don't just kill you. Right. Like, they'll take your fucking hand yeah. and let you live. Right. And I don't want that. Well, it's just like... Uh, I mean, that one guy's, like, basically begging to be killed. Just, like, just fucking kill me. He's like, no, why would I no. kill you? Then you, you can't pay me back. You still owe me money. Yeah. And I, also, I can... it's it's really good PR to have you walking around the neighborhood missing a limb. Yeah. And, and looking, everyone knows exactly where Exactly you're why you're missing a limb. Yeah. Uh, so... No, you're you're worth way more to me alive. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's wild. Yeah, that wedding scene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I I fully five starred this one. Like this is one I'm like I searched for a Blu-ray and I'm like fuck. Yeah. Got to go to Korea. It. Oh really? Yeah. 
Like it's it's we, we watched it on Amazon. Yeah, right? it's it's cheap like to buy like yeah. the digital, which is what I'll probably end up doing. But this is a film I want to own at a certain point. I would like to have a copy of this in my collection. His uh his two underlings were awesome too. Oh yeah. I really Usually, it's the only one with the personality is the main goon mm -hmm. in a lot of types of movies like this. Yeah. Especially when you get more into, uh, you know, because these type of characters show up in gangster movies. And then also your basic cop drama type movies uh, like your uh, um, Cobra. I don't know why I said Cobra, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, your basic gonna, cop movie like you know, Cobra. <laughs> I think I had snakes on the brain or something. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like in a movie like that where there's a main thug, there's usually the... There's, main thug and a bunch of red shirts. Yeah. Main thug is the only one with any personality. These two guys, much like The Raid, yeah. have... I want to see these guys go up against The Raid. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to see that drug war. I want to see that drug war happen. Yeah, I think Rama's going to yeah. slaughter all of them. Which though led to... Uh... Speaking of The Raid, I did have... There was a Raid tie in... Uh, uh, the swordsman, the, oh, yeah? the 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 cop, the captain from the first movie, not the captain, Sarge. Yeah, the leader of this of the team is the bad guy in the swordsman. Oh, cool. He's a little bit snidely whiplashy and mustache twirly, but it's still it's a yeah. ton of fun. Um, yeah, it was nice seeing the drug trade though from this perspective after I'd watched earlier in the week uh, the Drug King, mm -hmm. which is. Um, that's Song Kang-ho, right? That is Song Kang-ho, because he's in fucking everything. Uh, directed by Wu Min-ho. Where are you uh, stat-wise on Song Kang-ho? Because I do have a couple of... Uh... He's only at like three right now. Okay. Three, yeah, three or four, I think. Um, but in this one, it's... If you've seen Blow, you've seen this movie. But don't take that's that as drug a bad thing? thing. Yeah. Where it's about a guy who was an underling for... You know, he was he was a guy. He's a smuggler, essentially, at one point, mm -hmm. and then he learned he figured out just how much money he could make by smuggling meth. How much more you can make by branding your meth made he's, in Korea? I was gonna say, just dye it blue. Yeah, and then getting the one thing Walter White didn't do: getting in with politicians, mm -hmm. important people, and then then you fucking essentially yeah, are that was Walt's downfall. <laughs> if he had just made friends yeah. with the governor if he had just been friends with Kirsten Cinema, yeah. but sorry it, that's Arizona yeah um, I can't think of a politician from New Mexico <laughs> doesn't matter but it, I mean it's it, yeah I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Breaking Bad because it is very similar to Breaking Bad yeah. like, it's a guy who starts off very small I'm gonna do this just to make some money because yeah. I'm you know and then all and then just being completely corrupted by the power Things get out of hand quick when yeah. you're selling meth with Jesse Pinkman. Especially then once you start, and he also starts using the meth, which yeah. never goes well. You get high in your own supply, man. Now, would the movie have been better or worse with Jesse Pinkman? Worse. Okay. Um, better or worse with Badger? Everything's better with Badger. <laughs> um, Every, better or, this is a ridiculous question, better or worse with Skinny Pete? Kind of has a skinny Pete in the movie. Good, good. Yeah, every movie needs a skinny Pete. Um, and the other thing that was cool about this film is it, it took place in the late nineteen seventies, so you're getting a lot of the same stuff that you heard about in a Taxi Driver. Oh yeah, with the strongman government. Yep. Um, with people 
you know, there's even a talk where you hear about the riots. Yep. In Goy, Goy song. Gang June. Gang June, Gang June. whatever. Gang June? Yep. And, um, and this guy is considered a patriot by a lot of people because he's reinv- he's taking his drug money and reinvesting in a lot of important things for the nation. Yeah. I mean, he's well, still a drug lord. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's that drug lord who's doing some, who builds new parks. <laughs> he's doing some good with his, yeah. with his drug lord money. So, you, and again, it's also, it's, you know, fucking Kang Suho, Kang Suho. Song. Song. Song Kang Ho, who is just a likable fucking actor. Yeah. So, even though it's, 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 it's again, it's like putting the dad from fucking, <laughs> you know, um, a sitcom into a dark role. Right. He, he does it well, but at first you're kind of like, oh, Jesus. Especially at first, because the way cu- they are culturally, they're very subordinate. Yeah. To anyone. Yes. Who they seem as a station above them. Yes. So to see him then start to pull through that rank and then see the resentment from the people that he used to... Like, there's one guy who fucking pissed on him earlier in the film. Like, legit pissed on him. And he drank the piss. Because hmm. he pissed in a bottle. He's like, drink it. Hmm. He does in order to save his buddy getting beaten. To see him then later be the boss of that guy is like, oh, Interesting. Not enough movies watched with piss drinking scenes. No, I was trying to think of one. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, yeah, that uh, who who was that a director that we're familiar um, with, or was it crew a first timer? Min Ho. Uh, he has he has done five. The other one that's on there that I want to see is is Inside Men. Yep. Okay. He's also done Men of Vendetta, The Spies. And the man standing next, but Inside Men is one that keeps popping up. Yes, one I keep seeing that one. Unfortunately, I think that one's tougher to find. Yeah, what so do you know? It's two hours and ten minutes long. What I've done, and I'm not good enough about checking it really often, is I've started to use uh, just watches mm-hmm. watch list because then you can just do it by things that are available on services that you have, so yeah. that. So I go back and, and every once in a while something new will pop that hasn't been available that suddenly mm-hmm. is. Yeah, uh, I tend to do that too with their. I found another website, on demand Korea. Yeah, but it's uh, it, I want to see how much is available because it's it's one of those where it's like oh it's free service. But, oh, it is. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> Anything you actually want to see is like you have to pay is you have to pay the six ninety nine a month, and that- which isn't bad. So I might I might. Subscribe to that if, but again, I'm like, geez, how many sub- services am I going to subscribe to just well, for Korean films? That's the sort of thing that might be worth it if you had a list of four or five. Because that, yeah, because just about, and that's the one that is the green with the little white arrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the bane of my existence. You bring a movie up, like, damn, you just see that's the only thing you <laughs> yeah. see on the streaming one. Yeah, but apparently, um, yeah, it's cheap enough that if I can get like four or five, I'll do the trial. Just make sure. Well, I guess you you'll find out quickly, but. Make sure they're... Because sometimes... Not everything is subtitles. Subtitle. Yeah, you can actually look for that on there. Yeah. If it, if it oh, has cool. subtitles or not. Because I was watching a list... You, you can, you can like, cut the list in half by just saying... Yeah. Need one with English subtitles. Have English subtitles. And then it's like, everything, half the shit disappears. Or I will be very confused. <laughs> um, I can tell you whether or not that movie is good looking. Yep. Still pretty. <laughs> uh, I want... So I watched uh, Along with the Gods. I... Watched the first 15 minutes of that last night. Did you? Yes. Um, 
again, this is also graded against the other things that I'm watching and with the thought in mind that anything over two and a half is good. I gave it three stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it. If I have a complaint, it's that I think the the most important thing to this movie was set piece to set piece because mm-hmm. it's kind of like we go from he- it's it's basically an afterlife. Yeah, it sounds a lot like fantasy. defending your life. Yeah, like there are seven different things you have to defend your life against. It's it's <laughs> very rooted in uh, it's defending your life meets Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's, it's, they just have less circles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's ba- again. This is it's a, based on the. I'm guessing probably the seven deadly sins. It's ba- essentially based. It's yes, and uh, it's a. This is another thing where us not being familiar with the culture. This is a a classic uh, Buddhism afterlife. Yeah, because it's not you. If you pass this, you go to heaven. You get no, reincarnated. Correct. If you pass all these. Um. So this firefighter gets uh, dies. Uh, saving someone's life and uh, is taken to the afterlife and he has to go see all these judges and uh, they always, it's just, it's, that's the best way to say it is it's defending your life meets Dante's Inferno. That's what this movie is. With the cast of Avengers. Yeah. Because everybody, I noticed like everyone is in these movies. Yes. I'm like, holy shit, by watching these two, I'm going to add a lot of people to my top list. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one of them, one of the, I think he's like fourth or fifth on my, on my total list is basically a character actor in Korean movies. Yeah. And he plays one of the prosecutors, uh, in, uh, along with the gods. It's, uh, Odal Su is one. Odal Su. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, the only one thing... of the names I actually recognize because he's. In the guy who does the the Korean YouTubes about films to watch, yeah, Odaisu is, and he's like, oh, and Odaisu's in this. He, uh, the only two things that I remember what he's he like, does, they're John Hawks, kind of. <laughs> he is one of the prosecutors in uh, Along with the Gods, and he is the kind of low level gang leader in um, in Old Boy. Mm. Do you know the the, the tracksuit guy? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but he, on my list, he is be, he is fifth behind only Song Kang Ho, which is an even ten now. Wow. <laughs> uh, Tilda Swinton at six, Ruffalo at five, Chris Evans at five, and then it's Odell Sue, and because he's he's just he's in everything. Um, but he's one of the pros because every every you're you're given three uh, defenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which are your defense attorneys slash superhero counterparts that are there to guide you through the afterlife. Um, and if you pass all the trials, then, like you said, you get to be reincarnated. Um, so for each one, each, you know, like uh, each judge, which is, you know, kind of goes along with seven deadly sins. Like there's one for lying and one for murder and all this stuff. Like his trial, for, for example, his trial for murder was that his superior uh, firefighter guy died in one of the fires when he could have saved him. But then it turns out that he really, he saved eight other people by not saving his captain. And his captain told him to go Mm -hmm. prioritize, which every firefighter would do. Wouldn't be like, save me, leave those fucking kids. Fuck them kids. You don't know them. Uh, So this is like, that's his first trial. So 
that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, it is also <laughs> very clearly a franchise because it doesn't really. I mean, it has an ending, but you, it's very clearly. Mm-hmm. There's four of these. There's uh, four. Well, there's two that are done. The yeah. next one I think comes out next year, and then another one for like 2024 uh, or something like wow. that. Um, but the first one is 2017. They were 2017, 2018. Then there's a gap. I think the next one comes out next year, or maybe even the end of this year. I guess I could look at this fucking right in front of me. Um, but it's very much about the set pieces. It's very much about how pretty it is. Cause it really is. Um, and so giving it a three, I felt bad, but it's, it's not as good as the other stuff that yeah. we've watched, but it's certainly worth watching. And it's something that I can watch. Yeah. And maybe once like all four of these are out. Yeah. Maybe you'll have like a different you oh, know, sure. opinion of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause <laughs> this is, it, it's like a lot of, the complaints that people had about, you know, Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. Even though that is a fucking perfect movie. Right. Um, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of the complaints I heard was, well, it didn't feel like an ending. It's like, well, it's not. It's the right. opening chapter of the larger story. Right. They just did a really good job of making it still have all the, you know, the necessary acts <laughs> to be a perfect uh, movie. Oh, there is no date on three. Uh, but there's already paid, you know, there's already letterbox pages for Along with the Gods three and four. Uh, the wow. first two were 2017 and 2018. Um, and the only ones, the thing about the the next one is that it's now a different person. It's not the firefighter anymore, but it's the same Guardians. And your boy Don Lee has been added to the cast as one nice. of the. Who does he? Play? Madong. <laughs> he is the household god. In, okay. Uh, and did you? We didn't even talk about it, but uh, he is also in Eternals. Yes. Um, upcoming Marvel movie. So he's going to get his uh, huge big, guns big, big, big in front big. of in front of uh, <laughs> American audiences. And that is one of my favorite things about him. It's like, he is jacked. Oh, yeah. He looks and one like of my a, favorite things is just to watch him slap Slap someone. people, yes. He looks, if you don't know what he looks like, he looks like, a five foot nine version of the rock. Yeah. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. slaps people constantly and knocks them the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's a movie, but still, yeah, the, the dude is huge. Yeah. It was like huge. one of the reviews of derailed was like, I just went into this hoping that he would smack some yep. K-pop stars around yep. and I wasn't disappointed. I just want to see him slap people <laughs> yep. into the middle of next week. Yeah. He's dude has a presence. Yeah. I, you can't I deny think, it. Out of all of the uh, trying to make the Hollywood analog, The Rock is the, yeah. that's him to The Rock. Don Lee to The Rock mm. is probably the closest one. He doesn't have the same charisma, but he has a different kind of charisma. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny, too, because, like, I had no idea who this person was. Mm-hmm. And, like, after watching Train to Busan, I'm like, that guy's fucking amazing. Yeah. Whoever he is, he's awesome. Well, and then to go to find out, like, he is. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that guy's a star. Because he wasn't the lead. Right. You know? <laughs> I did watch him. Uh, he's in Age of Shadows. He is uh, the resistance leader in Age of Shadows, the lead guy from Train to Busan. Um, Segwayed Age of Shadows. <laughs> sure. Uh, you should. I actually, I have it. So you should take it with you today. Um, will do. I don't think there's a disc in there. It's upstairs, but grab that so <laughs> you take won't. This we will remember. Right. Exactly. Um, 
Yep, there he is. So you're definitely going to want to watch that, because that is about as slickly produced Hollywood level. Ebert.com uh, even says it's beautifully conceived, framed, yeah. and executed. It's it's pretty good. Um, it's basically... I'll just take the DVD. Are you sure? No, no, no. no. Never mind, I'll take the loop. Don't, don't if it is that. stylishly... If it is stylish and stunning... Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a 1930s Jack, Japanese occupation time period. Uh, again, think Revolutionary War politics except this takes place in the 30s in korea and instead of great britain and yeah. united on, on states the back it says the best western movie of the year is a korean thriller oh yeah that's probably i didn't even see I, I, this shows how much i've even looked at it uh it is stunning i agree with that it i don't know that it's the best western movie of the year is a korean thriller sure it is stylish and morally complex that is definitely true washington post uh, but yeah, it's gorgeous, uh, and it's it's it it really gets into that um, basically the American colonist that is in the British Army that is in that and what and everything that goes along with that and how even even though you know it's you're kind of he's he's kind of betting that yeah I don't like the Japanese and I would prefer that it weren't this way. But it is, and I'm betting on them to come out on top. But then he still is, obviously has that conflict of, like, these are his countrymen. And then once you meet the 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 resistance leader, maybe he's not the scum that you've been... He's not the rebel scum that you've been told he is. You know, that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, so I take that back. It's actually Star Wars. <laughs> it's not. Awesome. Uh, but it was, it was very good. It was, uh, and I thought it would go really well with assassination, which takes place at the same time period, kind of the same feel of movie. But that was the one that Robin said that she'd be interested in watching. So therefore I will never watch it because <laughs> it will just sit on my list much like that. I've I've decided she can, uh, she's just not going to see the handmaiden because I'm not giving it another week. No, you um, got to get that. You got to get that watched. I might even watch it tonight. If anything for a park movie, which I know, which reminds me, I was going to check with you on this date. Uh, the 26th of Saturday is open to rent at the at the theater in Dover in order to do our June in the Park. So how, I mean, we can talk about it after, but yeah. Uh, oh, no, let's talk about it on air, so people might want to come watch it. Uh, you so know, we've had the... Uh, Nick from did, Texas, you want to, yeah, come, you want to come up? Uh, Dan had this idea, because uh, it's insanely cheap to do so, uh, of renting out the theater in Dover <clears throat> and showing... Mm -hmm a June and a park movie. Uh, and so I guess we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I contacted how does the it, guy. how does it work with like, can you just play any movie you want or do you need yeah. some sort of permission? Nope. Cause you're just renting the theater privately to show what you want. Oh, okay. That's like, cause I asked him, I'm like, you know, I'd be more than happy to let the public in on this. Yeah. And he's like, in order to do that, yeah. I have to pay a distributor fee. Right. And he's like, and while this sounds cool, yeah. he's like, I don't think I would, it would probably cost me a couple hundred bucks per film, which I'm not going to make up at the concessions right. for this film. So I'm like, well, you've never obviously seen us eat fucking Reese's Pieces. <laughs> so can you, 
Can we? As we can the... invite people. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like it's not. It doesn't. No. Like we've rented the theater. We can fill it with our friends. Okay. Gotcha. So anyone we who... just we just couldn't be like taking tickets. No. You know, taking money for tickets. Yeah, because like. Um, like, I'll probably let TJ know, because one yep. of the films I want to show is Thirst, yep. which is a Korean ho- vampire horror film, which, so I think I, you, which I think you would like and probably hasn't seen. So, I'm thinking that should be paired with the host. <sighs> I was either going to go with the host or Memories of Murder, because that's kind of a crime thriller, but I don't know. The thing is, I don't have a Blu-ray for the host. I only have the DVD. Um, so I'm like, if it's going to be projected, I want something that can project as best as possible. Because I, I will, I'm going to end up getting the Blu-ray. Because I only have the DVD for the host. I mean, for um, Thirst. So I've got a... Can bu- you can can you stream? I don't know. I mean, I have the host. I have it on Voodoo. Yeah. It, you know, 1080 at least. But I don't... We'll have to find out more particulars. Yeah. And, um, and exactly with the time. Because he says he has open times. Uh, Because I told him I essentially need it for a five-hour block. Right. Because it's, the rental times is for two hours, and I'm like, both of these films are over two hours. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, we have to rent it essentially for five. So I was was, was hoping he'd have something like, you know, from like two to seven. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to stay up late. (laughs) No, God, no. But it would sound like it would be a good day. Especially if it's going to be hot like it is right now. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess it depends on what how how you have if it's a limitation on what we've got uh, for and how it can be projected. I just want to watch the host again. <laughs> That's all. Um, and I have specifically not watched Thirst because yeah. I figured we would. No, host do will definitely. I mean, Thirst will definitely be played. That's that's the one. Um, either way, you're getting double duty of Song Kang Ho. <laughs> Which is awesome. So no matter what, I'll be at 11. And actually, uh, <laughs> JSA, you brought it up earlier. I'm going to need to borrow that because uh, I watched half of it. Did it le- leave? It left on June 1st. Oh! It's, it's not on movie anymore. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Hold on. I might have another service for you to watch that on. Because um, I also, I, I have the Arrow yeah. service. I, I can let you borrow the Blu-ray. That's not a big <laughs> yeah, I I watched half of it, and then uh, when I went back on um, the shitty thing is it still shows that it's on movie on uh, Just Watch because I guess it doesn't up, didn't update or whatever, so it's still showing. That yeah, I find that that those Just Watch isn't always accurate. I think Just Watch is is uh, more of a, a crowd aggregate. Yeah, the crowd tells you, oh, it's on this now, and then it's like, ah, uh-huh. yep. I'll give you another service to download. Okay. Is it what's it on? Arrow. Is it Arrow? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I got about halfway through it because that was the one that I was because the movie thing was only on tablet. So that was one I was definitely watching in bed. So I would yeah. watch. You know, I watched it like thirty minutes at a time, two nights in a row, or whatever. <laughs> That way, if you, I mean, I'll, if you don't watch it this week, I'll bring the DVD next week, no okay. problem. The Blu-ray next week. But if you get the urge to watch it this week, I'm I'm probably gonna start it over anyway because it was like a month ago now that I started it. Because I would have started it back. Uh, 
I probably started it back around the time that I would have been watching Taxi Driver and Man from Nowhere and stuff, I mean, which was a, over a month ago. <laughs> you won't be surprised at my login information no, that whatsoever. Looks, yeah, that's pretty much the same exact thing. It's what it always is. Um, but yeah, if you, it's um, the app just looks like that. Okay. Arrow video. I'm. I. I have seen it on. Uh, uh, the list. I didn't know what it was. So what is what is Arrow? Uh, it's a video. Di- it's it's like Criterion Collection. Yeah. It's okay. just a distributor. Uh, their their library is actually pretty damn good though. I mean, there's a lot a lot of fucking cheap horror. Yeah. But like, there's there's some good for- really good foreign films on there. Uh, I think the last one. I think yeah, Zombies for Sale is on there as well. What's Which that I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. This infectiously funny slice of modern career cinema where trained Usan the Quiet Family and warm bodies collide. Huh. So. I have Quiet Family on my list, too. That one's, that's an older one. Um, yeah, other than I rewatched Snowpiercer, I talked about Swordsman a little bit. Um, I have Takashi Miike on this app, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, when you make a hundred some films in like six years, <laughs> yeah, you, you you're gonna be all over the place. But yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on this on this app. I actually haven't been on it since the month changed. So, uh, probably the last one that uh, I watched, A Lady Vengeance. I already talked about that. Um, well, just that I watched it, I guess. That's not one you can quickly just gloss over, though. <laughs> uh, the last big one I watched was uh, another um, blockbuster, I guess, um, would be The Good, The Bad, The Weird. Yeah, that's that's definitely at the top of my list. Which is uh, basically, a, well, I mean, it's exactly what you, it's obviously heavy, heavily influenced by um, uh, spaghetti bad, westerns. Right in the title. <laughs> yeah, it's Kinda. a it is a train heist. So there's there's uh, the good, the bad, the weird are three people that are all after this same. It's essentially it's it's a western treasure hunt. <laughs> uh, they're it's after, like Cannonball Run. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, well, they're <laughs> no. <laughs> I was gonna just be like let that go, but no, it is not at all like Cannonball Run. Um, I can't. I now I can't even remember what the treasure is. Uh, what the hell? Was... I don't know. There was some sort of. Tra- I, I want to say it's kind of like the idea of Nazi gold type thing, where there's mm-hmm. you know there's lots shipment of Nazi stolen treasures. So long story short, there's a there's a treasure map they're all hunting for. It takes place again. It's in the 30s. That seems to be a popular era. Uh, for Korean cinema in general because of, you know, you've got all the political strife around it. It makes for interesting dynamics, obviously. Um, so there's the, there's three people that are all after it. There's the good, which is the, the righteous white hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the bad, which is um, another one that we're going to see, that we're seeing a bunch of uh, the uh, Storm Shadow. Oh, yeah. Um, Lee Byung Hun. Hoon? He was Storm Shadow. He's been, he's actually one of the more uh, American. Been in more American movies. He was also in Red Two. He was in both uh, GI Joe movies. He was 
the Korean guy in the Magnificent Seven movie, mm-hmm. the the Chris Pratt and uh, uh, Denzel Washington one. He's the lead, and I saw the devil. He's also the younger guy in JSA. That would have been one of his first movies. He's yeah. just a kid in that. Um, he was in Terminator Salvation. So he's he's probably the biggest star in Korea. Where mm-hmm. Song Kang Ho has been in, is more is maybe more the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. to like a Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like this guy's in fucking every. He's the movie star. Um, so he's the bad guy, and then Song Kang Ho is the weird guy. Uh, he's just a basic thief. <laughs> um, and so the all three of them are going toward this one thing. Uh, again, like a lot of these movies, there's kind of a twisty ending. Um, so I'm not going to give it away. But I, I think you'll like it a lot. It's very entertaining. It seems like I will. The downside to it is the thing that we've come back to a lot, and a lot of times we just mention it as a thing. But it's about 20 minutes too long. For example, Robin wanted to watch it. She watched the trailer. Because I, I show all these trailers to Robin and just throw it out there. Hey, if you... And I'm not, like, offended if she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but, like, if you want to watch any of these, I will gladly yeah. wait and watch them with you. And it turns into a handmaiden situation. <laughs> uh, but she wanted to watch it. And because it looked funny and lighthearted, and it is for the most part. And it's just, like, a good time. And... But it's just, it's like 20 minutes too long because she fell asleep. I just realized I own the Swordsman on Voodoo. You do? I do. Oh, you know why you own it? Because it was on sale or something. Yeah, and yeah. I, and because uh, when I bought it, you said, oh, I'm definitely going to buy that. Yeah. You must have, you I must did. have just. How <laughs> <laughs> about that? Good job. Uh, you will definitely like that. That mm-hmm. that movie's fun. Um, I say that. It's not fun. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun action movie. It's not like happy and jokey or anything like that. Um, I didn't really talk about what the swordsman was, did I? No, not a whole lot. We'll wait till you watch it. If you're okay. going to watch both of those movies yeah. this week, probably, I, I think you'll watch Good, Bad, Weird. We'll just talk about them next time then. Um, I think that was it for mine. Like I said, I rewatched Snowpiercer yesterday. Uh, Outlaws, Age of Shadows. Yeah, if you watched Age of Shadows, Good, Bad, Weird, and the Swordsman this week, that would be. It's a good uh, mm-hmm. trio. Those are all very kind of blockbustery. Not the rental service, not the store. I'm trying to think of what age uh, or what uh, a good. I mean, Swordsman is basically a, a samurai revenge type thing, but it's a lot uh, glossier, I guess. Okay. And it's got your, and again, a lot of it is very uh, cliched. He's the, the aging, not aging, but the sam, the the damage. He's like going blind, and uh, he's just trying to live a quiet life. And damn it, they just won't let him. Yep. So they had to fuck with him. So he had to come back and kill all of them. There you uh, go. It's one of those. Revenge is a very big theme in a lot of these movies. Yeah. Like the the, the Koreans are They're are big on it. Are big on uh, revenge. Uh, along with the gods, yes. But uh, let's just let me just circle back to Parasite for just a minute. That movie's awesome. Yeah, like that movie's really good. Um, and again, I hate coming off douchey sounding that like. But it, I I bumped it up to a five star. It's yeah, it's, it's well going, deserving of all the praise it's ever gotten. Yeah, and if you watch it and don't like it, I get it. Mm-hmm. But. If you can get into it, if you are at all, 
It's so well made. Yeah. It's so well acted. It's so weird. <laughs> yes, but in a so. way that's accessible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some things are just like, that's just fucking weird. I don't yeah. get it. And, and it's, it's one of those movies where you honestly don't know what the fuck is happening. Next. And it doesn't really matter. No. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't even really matter if you don't get everything. Because, <laughs> again, like, uh, this was a, a second viewing for me. And I hadn't watched it since I watched it the first time, which mm-hmm. was, I don't know when, early last year maybe. When did it? Yeah, it won last year, right? Yeah. Was, I, 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 yeah, I saw it in, like, November of, Jesus, like, 2019. So <laughs> then... Yeah, so we, this was my second viewing. You you pick up a lot more. You get a lot more. A lot of the a lot of the things that are because when stuff kind of flips all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Now you know that stuff is coming, mm-hmm. and it makes more sense. So so well, many. Plus, the more films that we watch, the more we start to get, you know, the, yes. like their social strata system. Yes, and, yes, hundred percent. You know, uh, it, you can also go into every single Bong Joo Ho movie and just be like. Start out at uh, clash, uh, class conflict, and go from there. Did you think you heard a kid? I, I thought I heard. I thought I heard Tilly. Yeah, creeping. Because uh, <laughs> most of his movies are about and, class. And that's another thing too. Who trains these fucking kid actors? I know the kid actors are the two girls in fucking Phantom Detective are awesome. Yeah, it's like I have yet to come across a bad child performance in any of these films. Yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, like, the host is a little kid in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is awesome. There's a little kid in the whaling. Mm-hmm. Although she's a little, she's, like, middle school age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. Kid, those kids can act, damn it. They're all a bunch of Haley Joels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one of them. Yeah, so this week, that's kind of on your uh, list for this week, is the ones we just mentioned. Yep. Uh, me. Oh, what I encourage you to do is I have, I know you're tagging things, Junior Park. I've made. I am going to, once I'm done, I'm going to make a whole list. Well, I made, I've made my list uh, and I sort of have things ordered in the order that I'm going to, that I would like to watch them. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I, I very often pull stuff from wherever because again, it goes back to kind of mood. And once you get 40 something, they're just kind of all on the list. But as I watch them, I move them to the bottom of the list and rank them. Ah. So, oh, whoops, I didn't move that one. Uh, but so you can see the grayed out ones that as so that point being that once my list is completed, all this stuff slowly makes its way up. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I will have a ranked June in the Park list. Nice. So uh, Parasite is still number one. <laughs> it's, that's not. I don't see that. Changing. That's not going to change. And I, again, I don't want to sound pretentious about it, but it's, it's not. There's. Yeah, we will not watch a better movie this month than that. Uh, and then a taxi driver, and then you get into my fours, and it's tough. Yeah. I've just kind of got them in, and the order I have them in now are Age of Shadows, uh, Outlaws, Good, Bad, Weird, Man from Nowhere, and then I actually have a three and a half, which is the Swordsman, above two other fours, <laughs> just because the two other fours are. Better movies, but not as enjoyable, which yeah. would be The Wailing and uh, Lady Vengeance, which are both superior movies, but not as much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like Lady Vengeance is the better movie. Old Boy is the one I will watch more for me, anyway. Yeah, L- Lady Vengeance is way more art house than 
Old Boy is. Mm-hmm. Old Boy is pretty straightforward yeah. revenge flick. Mm-hmm. It's very weird, and there's a <laughs> very weird twist. Yeah, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. Lady Vengeance does a lot of art house mm-hmm. type yeah. things. That fucking twist on Old Boy the first time I saw that Jesus that wrecked me. It also I was just like oh. It also makes it really clear because I never really knew why I, I just knew that that was there was a that it was this great movie that had this really wild twist and that the American version is terrible mm. I can see if you know what the twist is you can understand without even seeing the American version why that just falls so flat Josh Brolin is like wait what yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to what now with Scarlet Witch right because <laughs> that's it's it, Sorry, won't give away any more than that. Yeah, it's it it makes sense that it falls flat in an Americanized version. Yeah, especially in like, like in a, I can only I, I mean it's a it's a taboo topic in American movies. Yeah. I can only imagine how taboo that is over there. Yeah, like with it's, family being what family is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, next up for me, I'm, I'd like to do Handmaiden this week. But again, that's another one that's really long. It's also the longest movie that's left on my list. Especially the director's cut. Uh, I will de- at some point this week, uh, I will do, not this week, at some point this month, I will do Barking uh, Dogs Never Bite because it's the only, it's the last bong on my list, last feature bong on my list. He's been in a couple anthologies. Uh, he has like little uh, shorts. But as far as... Uh, uh, feature length, uh, Barking Dogs Never Bite is the last bong that I haven't seen, and it's also the last one that I haven't watched asleep because the two that I had seen in previous years, being Snowpiercer and Parasite, I have rewatched both this month. So I will have maxed out bong mm-hmm. by the end of this month. I would really like to watch Assassination. That's another 30s uh, slick spy type mm-hmm. thriller. Uh, along with the gods, the second one, I, I gotta keep going. Yeah, part of it for t- is tough for me is I'm always gonna, like, if I'm just p- deciding which one to watch, I'm always gonna go with the gangland one. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many, I have yeah. so many of those, and I just kind of have them s- stuck together. Yeah. So part of me is like, okay, no, you watched a gangland one yesterday. Yeah. Don't watch a gangland one today. I'm trying to, I want to watch, uh, I'd like to get into a few more of the period ones. Uh, there's one, The Throne, that takes place in the 1300s. Oh, wow. Uh, couple masquerade is another one masquerade is basically a uh uh body double one oh um cool. where it's very much uh, uh house of saddam you know mm. how like uh, the uday and kuse <laughs> had their body doubles yeah. and they were just kidnapped people that were <laughs> like you look like this horrible person you're gonna be him if you're him now uh, you might get shot right so that's what masquerade is um, and I think, by the way, it is, yeah, it's our boy, uh, Byung-Hun Lee. Um, nice. And I just got, it's available in DVD only. Uh, Gotta um, love it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the only way it was Brotherhood of War, uh, which is, again, I, I hate to, it's not exactly, but it's their Saving Private Ryan. It's their, that's the Korean War movie mm. um, in Korea. So I, I have that on DVD because it's the only way that it's available. That's from 2004. That's also pretty fucking long. 
There's a bunch that are free on YouTube and not just like bootleg. And I never check YouTube. I don't ever. either. You have to make sure on your Just Watch to include YouTube free as one of your services that you have. Uh, <laughs> everyone has access to that. Uh, and they're not pirated. It's like <laughs> it's like legit. This is, here's the yeah. movie. Um, so YouTube has obviously, I didn't even know YouTube really did that. I didn't. That, I, I thought they all would rent and that's about it. No, they've they have a bunch of it's kind of like voodoo free. Anything I've ever seen for free on YouTube usually looks like garbage, right? Like a VH, a bad VHS rep. Yeah, um, at best. But these ones, they're there and they're huh. complete. And so I started watching the thieves the other day, but uh, and I'm sure I'll finish it. But the the um, company man is on there too because that was on Amazon and left. Man from Nowhere was on Amazon, but now it's on Hulu. In yep. case you, in case you were still playing, I That's, caught that because I was like, "Why is it here yeah, anymore?" And yeah, I, and then I noticed it was on Hulu. Um, it that one's, I really like that. But it's it's just like a lot of the other ones. There's kid in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what we've got coming up. Uh, anything else? No. I'm just scrolling over to that because I just put them into my watch later. Yeah. See, they're all. Whole movie. All right, so we'll uh, we'll be back with more June in the Park. Well, I'm sure you'll post any updates about uh, what we're gonna watch. And so I remember which uh, ones are on YouTube for free. <laughs> uh, right now, you've got the tentative uh, theater rental for the 26th. Yeah. Um, I just gotta solidify everything with him. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun, even if it's like, you can get four, five, six, ten people or whatever. Whoever even wants it, to. Even if it's just like five. I yeah. Don't care. Or even if it's just two. <laughs> we saw uh, Quiet Place 2 yep. in that theater, and it's actually really nice. Like, yeah. I mean, the main one looks like an old movie theater. Yeah. You know, I that was the one thing I, that worries me, because it's like the projection is fine for what it is. The sound is fine for what it is. Yeah. This is new. Yeah. The screen is... How big is the... Very, it's big. Huh. It... it I'm trying to think. It probably fit like 50 people in there. Yeah. Comfortably. Hmm. And the screen, like I said, the screen and the sound was great. Um, so I was very pleased. Like I said, Andrea, Tristan, and I went and watched Quiet Place 3 last Saturday, and we're the only fucking three people there. Nice. So it was, we were like, oh, so we essentially just rented this whole theater out for like and, 15 uh, bucks. <laughs> Quiet Place 2 lives, lives up to. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's not as good as the first one, but it's good. So. People should back off the, it's better than the first one. This oh, is, God, the, no. this is, I saw, this is one of the best sequels of all time. No. Okay. No. No, I it's, that it's, might it's have been good. a little it's hyperbolic. Not a dis- it's not a disappointment. Yeah. It's fine. I like Cillian Murphy. And <laughs> my, my review of it was, someone's been playing, you know. Last of Us, us. yeah. Because it's, the young girl has to go find, has to go on this mission. Gotcha. The Cillian Murphy character. Is you Joel. learn in a flashback he's yeah he was a friend of the dad's yeah. like they they're at a, the the flashback scene they're all watching the young boy play baseball and yep. the the man had a kid on the baseball team as well gotcha um but is is not spoiling anything his family died so he's a lot like, of people did so he's living on his own he doesn't want to help but then the girl takes off and he's like fuck all right I'll go get her I'll and then helps her on her mission and it's like Jesus. You know, it's a video game. Yeah. To get here, you need to do this. But in order to do this, you need to do this. You need to get this item to go there. Um, 
And yeah, I, it's not a bad thing. No. But it's like, yeah, somebody watched The Last of Us but while, before writing this one. Because <laughs> it's, it's got all the hallmarks. Hmm. Cool. I, I mean, I'm certain to wait for it to come out. But, yeah. but no, well, well worth watching. Well cool. Worth watching. All right. That is, uh, that's all we got, right? And yep. I'll, if I don't watch JSA, I'll let you know whether or not I watch, uh, whether or not I watch JSA this week. Okay. There is a lot more freedom with a, with a Blu-ray because yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these things aren't on PS4 for, uh, streaming, so you end up streaming it on the tablet. But yeah, if I have to watch it, like if the episode is Arrow on to... Roku, yes. Okay, then I'm all set. Yeah. I can watch it on the TV. Cool. Uh, all right, um, we'll be back next week, I think. Right. Yeah. All right. Bye.